0: Hi, I'm Diana, And I'm Shania.
1: This is our second episode of our new Lash Podcast.
0: And today we'll be discussing the controversial topic of pre maids versus handmaids.
1: Love this topic.
0: <laughs> so, this all started, this conversation between me and Deanna actually started when I did a video at the International Lash Masters Conference this year in Melbourne. Oh, wait, it was last year. Sorry. Last year. And I interviewed a lot of the industry leaders in the lash community. International industry leaders as well about where they see the lash industry heading in the next couple of years And every single one of them said that they will see that we will be seeing more of a shift towards pre-maids I did that interview. I thought the answers were interesting, but I didn't think it was like you did No, I either. didn't prompt them.
1: You didn't mention pre-maids. I just said hairmaids. Yeah in the question You just asked them where do they think the industry? Is yeah,
0: going. so I put it all together posted it on instagram and tiktok and the conversation that happened in the comments was really really interesting and i posted it on instagram and tiktok like i said and in both of the platforms it it, it some comments went a bit left <laughs>
1: i'm not gonna lie which way is left handmaids or uh, we'll discuss or just that. abusive, we'll just, <laughs> or abusive.
0: <laughs> i think it was a little bit dismissive of other people's journeys yeah and other people's skill yeah um, but I know that you received some backlash in the comments yeah, from the video delete, as well.
1: I had to delete a couple of comments just because they weren't they weren't offering constructive criticism or an opinion. They were just blatantly rude. Yeah. And I don't need that on my Instagram. I don't yeah. need it at all. Yeah. So
0: that got me and Deanna talking about, well, what is the convers- what's the controversy around premates versus handmaids? Like why is there such a divide in the Lash community to the point where there's artists calling other artists lazy for using pre-maids or using hair maids because
1: it's considered cheating yeah or like your lashing skills appear to have uh, been diminished by yeah. applying premades.
0: so what's your stance on it
1: I like promades. I never used to use the, the old school premades. The, is it heat bonded? I don't yeah, I don't know yeah, much yeah, about yeah, the yeah. old school premades because I didn't use them.
0: So you've never used the um short stem, long stem ones? You've only I knew, ever used I knew, promades? I knew what
1: they are, but I did handmade volume. Okay, right. But yeah. like I never found I, – I purchased some, but the, the, the bases were always thick. Mm-hmm. And I I did a set or two. I always had them on standby if I had a really bad lashing day. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, the humidity levels or I just – my head wasn't in the right space or, you know. Um, But I just – I never mastered how to apply them. Mm. And then when I did do them, use them, I just found that the bases were a lot thicker than the natural lash. And I didn't like it. The look didn't look clean. But I don't know if that's because – I didn't know how to do them because I, I know of a few lash artists that did use those pr- pre-maids um, and their sets look fine. But then again, it's, it's what you say on Instagram from photos. So yeah. who knows what's hidden? I just personally didn't like them. I did handmaids.
0: Yeah. So I want to clarify the difference between pre-maids and pre-maids because yes, this is actually please. a question I get a lot. Pre-maids are generally heat bonded.
1: Pre-maids are heat bonded. pre
0: mades are heat when bonded. not they glued? premade's are typically glue bonded. So oh. they're crystallized. So I'll talk oh, about yeah, premades yeah, first. Yeah. So premades are heat bonded and they're factory made, they're machine made, which I don't know apparently has become like a really interesting topic in the lash industry, but they are heat bonded at the bottom and then they're lined into like whatever. And then in those premades, you can get long stem or short stem and yep. that will affect how much density you get in your yep. – it's like it's like long stem and short yeah, stem, yeah, yeah. Russian volume, whatever, like um, short base handmade fans. Yep. And then you have premade fans which are glue glue bonded, but it's like the tiniest amount of glue. I know a lot they're of – They crystallize. Yes, they're crystallized. And crystallization is a, a technique that is used – Amongst some of the best lash artists in the world,
1: for handmaids, for
0: handmaids, yeah. they pre-make their lashes, they put them aside, and then they use it later, and that blows everyone's mind.
1: I did a masterclass once. I think it was with uh, Tatiana Amava. Yeah, and they It was about top line. She mentioned yeah. doing top line, and because of the direction of the, the lashes and the placement, you have to kind of turn it to get that really dense. Yeah. Um, and they, she spoke about crystallization. Yeah, and she's she did handmade volumes. So that's when I first heard about crystallization. Yeah. So if that applies to when you're making your own fans, I don't see why it's so controversial to have them already pre-done.
0: I think people um, sometimes have a misconception between how much glue you dip into the fan when you're applying it in a set compared yep. to when you're pre-making your fans. And it's such a huge difference because you only put like a tiny little bit at the base to keep the fan together and you literally wipe off the excess. Yep. I don't know if that's how they taught you, but that's how I learned how to crystallize my fans. Is that how you got taught? Like you dip it into the glue and then you... Hmm. yeah wipe it away it's not a huge amount of glue and i feel like there's a huge misconception where people are like premades use too much glue premades use too much glue where premades are heat bonded and promades are crystallized so it's not really an extra excessive amount of glue it's not going to be damaging to the generally it's so not going when to be damaging
1: people who do handmade volume fans i've seen a few posts on this speaking of crystallization you know when people sell those blank lash trays with the sticky stuff the sticky strips to to create fans before their client gets there have you ever seen that people will pre-make volume fans just like so the fans are oh, created lay before, it out yeah and they, they oh, they've yeah. got empty lash trays with the sticky sticky yeah, like the double-sided no lash sticky, there's no lashes yeah. in the tray but they'll create fans and line them in there yeah. so then when their client comes they're already made Are they not crystallized? Are they just sitting there? They would have to be crystallized. They would have to be. They would have to be. if you go by that notion, if you get pointy-based promades now, isn't that the same? Yes.
0: I would say so. I would say that this lash industry has come so, so
1: Well, just like any industry, there's development. Look at makeup. Yeah. 10 years ago, we were shopping at Priceline and now there's... Look at all the products available. So you can't expect one industry to stay the same and everywhere else in the world to progress
0: so i think the issue that i had reading through the comments on that video going back to the video sorry Mm. the issue that i had reading those comments was that there was a lot of like name calling yeah you know like abusive pre-made artists it was bullying pre-made artists are lazy they can't be bothered there was a lot of conversation about um how premades aren't able to be customized
1: yeah i've noticed that too i don't understand that i don't understand you just open up another last track like, don't you? Yeah, but you do. You, you do, do a, a lot of wispy sets. Yeah, with your I do. Promades. My whole wispy course is
0: suitable for handmade or pre-made artists because they use the same theory. Do you know I what I mean? I don't even think
1: I've seen a more customized set than the, the, the sets you create. Thank you, thank
0: That's you. Right. And the majority promades because I don't see a difference in handmaking your own fans, not even in retention. So you do
1: do some handmades when you need to, like
0: very rarely yeah okay if someone requests it then i'll be like okay i'll do it but literally majority of the um photos that you see on my instagram are all promades
1: do you think if you if you're a lash artist who applies let's say you apply both oh no let's compare so do you think if a set of pre-made or promades are applied correctly would a client care
0: Do you want me to tell you a story of something that happened this last week?
1: Yeah, go nuts.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I had a client come in who was like, no, I want handmaids, I want handmaids, I want handmaids. And I was like, okay. I ended up giving her a handmaid set and she didn't like the curl. Okay. And I was like, look, I don't have the time to hand make another set for you because I had to remove them and then redo them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have the time to do another handmade set. I'm going to use pre mades on you. She had this misconception that pre mades were these plastic, hard type of things, which I'm assuming she's heard from her lash artist or wherever. Was she a lash tech? Herself? No, she wasn't. She okay. was just a client. Um, and I used pre mades and guess what? Her lashes lasted longer. Than her usual lash artist, she couldn't find a difference in it. The isolation; she actually liked the comfortability of my set more. So, this whole thing about premates having, or premates or promates—let's say, let's just use the word like promates to cover premates. I say Do you say promates? Yeah. Okay, we'll just say promates to cover both. This misconception that people have that promates are a lesser product just because they're not handmade—it's it doesn't it literally doesn't make sense because people don't understand the production of them i guess i just feel
1: like we're in a transition period
0: i think so too
1: going from like like when lashes or when i first started doing lashes out uh, the the classic lashes were literally plastic and up to 0.3 millimeter. and they used to come loose yeah in little like grammy bags is that what they're called or is that the drug term that's fine <laughs> they're called g bags that's even worse <laughs> Um, anyway, so like back in the day, we were taught how to make lash, uh, if a client wanted a thick lash set, we'd put, put 0.25, 0.3 millimeters. Yeah. Are you kidding? Uh, well,
0: no. That's insane. Sorry.
1: It, it is insane. But that's that's the beauty of development in the industry. And there were no right? lash brands, so I'd have to buy stuff off eBay. That's and insane. Sky glue. Oh. That's still around though. Sky-glue. Yeah, that's still around. But this is like 2008, 2009. Yeah. But we've transitioned from that many, many times.
0: I don't... uh, It's hard for me to understand. I would honestly love someone in the comments to tell me what this, I guess, prestige... What's this prestige about being a handmade artist? I don't understand it.
1: In, in, like, in small circumstances, not small, but, like, is it Eastern Europe? Like, where they do the sets that go for five hours and they're just masterpieces? Like... Oh, you mean
0: like in Russia? Yeah. Okay, that's different. I'm not Is talking that, about just, the Russian are market.
1: At, are we just talking about the general?
0: I'm talking about the general because that the lash industry, oh, but then it's like, do they want, maybe they're trying to get the lash industry to that level. But then again- It's not
1: going to get to that level. Clients do not have time to lie down for four or five hours for a lash set. Half of my clients didn't want to lie down for the two full two hours, two and a half hours. So, but they knew that that's what was needed to- get a full set yeah but they'd fidget yeah so in that i that's when when i started seeing that that's when i started realizing that hey you know what from a, a business perspective and understanding your client's perspective not everyone wants to they want the look they want the a, a job well done but they don't want to lie there for three hours well yeah. whilst the lash artist is in the mentality of I need to make this set perfect and put every ounce of perfection from, and that's what we learn online. If you Mm. follow a lot of really educational based, like leveling up the standards people on the internet, Mm. that's what I find. Yeah. So you've got to find a balance between the two.
0: I guess there are some people that don't want to find the balance, though, as well. And uh, maybe they're the people that are like, no, handmaids are the best. But there's
1: no one stopping them from doing it. If you're happy doing it, do it. You don't have to cause – like, you don't have to put someone else down for doing what works for them. Everyone is different. Yeah. And I think, like, that once you realize that – your rules are not going to be what everyone else is going to run by, and you just focus on yourself and do what works for you. We can all live in a peaceful place. Yeah, people are just too really quick to start barking. Yeah, at other people instead of focusing on what they they're doing. Yeah, and that that's what annoys me. I agree. Like, I guess it's not the
0: conversation around pre made because I genuinely I didn't think it was that much of an issue because I've always been the type of person that's like, oh, okay, cool, you use pre cool. Well, the nice. well,
1: I posted that your video on our page as yeah. well and um, the comment that really triggered me was saying that we specific or you specifically asked the speakers because they sell promates mm. I didn't think my brain didn't go there mm. when I just when I watched your video f- to start off with or when I decided to post it on the page mm. I thought it was great content great education like you know we had Jamie we had Hannah and we had Blaze who spoke at the conference that I ran so why not put that content on our page and it wasn't it was it wasn't a crappy question it was a great question that's where i was thinking but this person was saying that there was motive behind it and we asked them because to give them free advertising because they were selling the promades and of course they're going to say that because they sell them and then i i literally wrote back and said Thank you for like, I was taking up it uh, taking it as constructive criticism, saying you know what, next time we will try to work out a way to ask the audience what they think as well, and not just focus on the speakers. That was our first time you Mm. interviewing. Like, we've only had I've only done three conferences, so I'm still learning. I'm not Mm. a conference bonanza person. And anyway, so I thought replying saying we'll ask the audience what they think because they're lash artists and and then the response again was oh of course you're going to invite a bunch of young uh influential like uh how do i say it pretty much saying that asking people who have bought a ticket to my event is still bias yeah and taking advantage of young Women, I'm like, excuse me, yeah. Not everyone is like, they're not 16 year olds. I, re- I remember seeing that comment, and
0: didn't they say that? Um, it's they, it was like they were saying that it's predatory for us to have, yeah, industry leaders coming and talking to it yeah. to a group of That's young, naive women who are so impressionable. Also. Like, that's what she was trying to accuse us of pushing an agenda like or something a, like that. Like it that.
1: was cult-like.
0: Yeah. We're like, come buy by our promates, buy our promates. Like, it's not like that. I feel like that that comment was really, really interesting to me because obviously someone is very triggered. I
1: don't, even think that I don't even think they'd been to one of my conferences. Like buy a ticket and I'll give her a free ticket. If you're watching this, I'll give you a free ticket and come. You can see how predatorial it is. <laughs> no, but that's like there was not a there was not a malice. There's no malice behind it at all. But there's always someone who will find some malice in anything. Like, not only did she criticize the content that you created, which I was super thankful for that you actually did create pieces of content like that at the conference and host. Mm. Um but she criticized my event it's like get off my page like mm. there was no malice behind it this is the it's people like that that i wanted to do the conferences to get everyone together and become friends and stop bitching behind a keyboard because mm. there's so many like that's what annoyed me and there's there, there's never been negativity at the conferences everyone's gotten along like I've made heaps of friends by the pe- by from with people that have come to the conferences. You know, after the conference is done, we've all gone out for drinks and eat eaten and you know yeah, kept really in got touch. to know each other. Yeah, like it's and it it stops us from all being so isolated, working in our own businesses or if you're a solo artist, we can all come together and relate to each other. Mm. But this person just really triggered me. It was like, oh no, it's predatorial. you're like. You're yeah. taking advantage of young, impressionable I women. I didn't like I that am a young, impressionable <laughs> woman. I don't <laughs> know I'm young, but like
0: – I didn't like that that comment was assuming that women are just so silly and so impressionable when they start their own businesses. They'll just buy into anything. You know what I mean? Like it felt like that's what – it was kind of insulting to the women that we work with and that in well, that's the conference we're trying it. to build up. We're but- trying to build this community of empowered women – who are going to empower each other. And I think that was a really interesting um, perspective for the commenter to take, to call everyone just so impressionable. They're just going to buy... Do you know what? If everybody bought everything that we shoved down their throat, we'll be multimillionaires. Do you know what I mean? If people were that easy to market to, it, it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, and to assume that the women that we surround ourselves in this business with are just so naive is very, very insulting you know to everyone in the industry. Do you know impressed I
1: am by all the women that we hang around? One
0: hundred percent. I am like everyone at the conference.
1: Absolutely. Everyone at the
0: conference.
1: I'm always in awe of what everyone's achieving.
0: Yeah, and everybody gets together. Everybody makes at least a couple of friends at the conference as well. Absolutely. You stay in touch. You all of a sudden you have this community around you that you didn't have before the conference. I've
1: literally gone on holidays. with with two of the girls or well, blaze spoke but i i've become friends with blaze we've gone on a holiday together and uh one of the other girls nina i've went on i went on a holiday with and we've gone out to dinner a few times me and you we've mm. become friends like and the holidays i go on have got nothing to do with being in lashes we've just mm. been we've created friendships from it so yeah. it was really disheartening anyway i deleted the post because i just it oh, had nothing like the post no no sorry, um, the comment. <laughs> it had nothing to do there was no constructive cri- criticism about the there pre-made like discussion it was just really like like a stab and I, yeah i didn't go on her business page and take a stab at what she's doing because I, I don't do stuff that's why would i go on someone else's page and like I, I yeah just don't, anyway so i just blocked it
0: i think it's really interesting when you're in a position like you are where you post something and you're like what are your thoughts and it's funny because you you ask for thoughts and opinions but then you're like okay okay this is like this is next level right because you're expecting comments that are relevant to the topic Mm. not things that are going to be like not slanderous that's a big word to use but that are going to be so almost damaging to your intention
1: yeah that's why i barely post
0: yeah i get that i
1: keep to myself yeah I'm not here to be controversial. I'm not here to be a head honcho. I just want to do what I would like doing. Yeah. And if that's labeled now as. I spoke to um, Nina Andrews and she was. I said to her, I, I feel a bit lost because I don't know what my role is anymore because mm. I'm not a lash artist anymore. And she said, You're a lash event coordinator. <laughs> so start that's cute. thinking of yourself like that and don't think like to. So you get in that vibe. And once I did. I'm like, I could call myself a lash event coordinator. Maybe mm. it would like. I don't know, come off differently to people. Yeah. Anyways, but that's how I just like doing the events. So kill me. If that's the way it's gonna go. But anyway, back to this whole pro made versus handmade. Did you ever actually one thing I want to touch on is I am pro pro made, but I do believe that if you are a new lash artist heading into education, you need to learn. All the fundamentals about handmaids weights diameters styling everything that has comes from the the theory of handmaids so you understand why promades exist I think that because I think that there's people out there who are like I know that there were people out there going straight from that then like people have emailed me they're like, I don't know how to do handmaids but I want to train and mm-hmm. just do promade volume it's like well I like you need to make sure that your students are learning everything there has to know about handmaids even if they're going to apply promades because later on down the track when they gain that knowledge and experience in the industry and realize hey my trainer didn't teach me this because that happens all the time how many students come come that we come across or lash artists oh i never learnt that yes or my last trainer didn't teach me that and they've gone to do another course Hmm. so if you're in a position where you have the passion and drive and knowledge and experience or whatever to be an educator, then educate comprehensively to make sure your students know everything there is about handmaids and promades, even if they are going to apply promades, because later on down the track, they're going to realize that you didn't teach them shit.
0: I do a, this is not a confession, but I do, (laughs) I do, I do a beginner promade um, volume course and I offer a handmade course as well. So in the ProMade course, I definitely agree with you. I always talk about handmaids. It, it's like you have to, it's like a basis of why, pro, you don't have to do handmaids, but you have to understand why weights are important. Yeah,
1: of course. Why you
0: can't make certain, why the base has to be thin. Why you can't do certain things when you're using your lashes. And then going off that, when people come and do a refresher course with me, do you know how many people come in and they just have no idea? Like they don't understand that you could, they don't understand dimensions. Do you know what I mean? They don't understand what a dimension is. They don't understand that there's more than one lash weight. They don't understand that there's not just two but curls. But that's what I'm
1: saying. And I think people can easily slip into doing that with when they're training pro because all they have to do is say, okay, if you want to do a mega volume set, you'll apply you, a 10D okay and yeah elaborate why are you using 10d how much of the each does each fan weigh or do the yeah. like why are you using that 10d because but i feel like that's the, that's where the trouble comes in and 100%. that's where the stigma gets attached because anyone can turn around and be like this is a 4d this is a 5d this is a 7d a 5d should be 0.05 or whatever like if you're not explaining why each of those things are and how to apply them and like doing the layers and things like that you're going to get – that that lash artist, you're doing a disservice to them. Yeah. And you're doing a disservice to the industry and you're doing a disservice to using promades altogether. And I think yeah. that's where the stigma comes from. So in regards to education, I feel like if you are going to teach promade application, you definitely need comprehensive handmade volume uh, theory and maybe even demonstration throughout your training of like, this is how we create a fan. Yeah. This is the difference.
0: And you see that a lot in – sets of artists where i don't know if you see this but like the inner corner will be like not that much volume but then the outer corner will be like packed full of volume and i feel like they're missing that very important knowledge of like if you have more lashes you use a smaller fan Hmm. and then they can't get that styling either so even though it's not their observable mistakes You know what I mean? They're observable things that other people can see. And I agree, you're doing your students a disservice by not teaching them these things. And I feel like everyone underestimates how easy, how hard it is to be an educator. Like you literally, these people are coming to you and giving you money. They're giving you not even just like, not that $200 isn't a lot of money, but they're giving you thousands of dollars that they're putting their trust in you. Exactly, they're coming
1: to you after making a decision based on what you've put out there. So if you've put out their knowledge that you're experienced and you're you're going to teach them this and this and this, and you're not just putting out pretty pictures of you in a really expensive blazer. We're not getting into that discussion, but like if you if you're providing enough content and value freely, they're gonna you're you're like their point like a mecca for them. Mm. If they're if you're the first point of con- contact within the industry they're going to look to you like a mother, not like a, you know what I'm saying? It's like a child looking up to the mum. Like Mm. you're teaching me what to do. I'm trusting you to, I'm putting my, I'm not going to doubt you because you're the teacher. So be the teacher, be that position of, uh, be that person of authority and make sure that you're well versed in everything that you need to know and not half ass it. Because that person will find out later on when they go learn more from being in the industry longer, like we all do. Mm. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: no, I don't remember what I was gonna say. But you next. know, a lot, a
1: lot of lash educators get caught out later on because, like I said initially, the student doesn't know any different. It's only when the student leaves and they either speaks to other people or learns from what they see online or do it or doing additional courses, and they work out all this content and skills that their original teacher. Or educator didn't teach them and that's where the bad reps come from it's like oh yeah she didn't teach me that don't so when they get asked oh where'd you learn lashes they won't recommend them yeah so you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do it properly
0: yeah i think that on the other side of that though it is impossible to teach everyone everything in the lash. yeah so when i do my courses there are certain things that I'll touch on in the face-to-face, but everything is in the manual. Like yeah. literally everything is in the manual, things that you can build your skill off. Layering. Layering that, that, layering's too hard to teach in a classic course. Like it's just too much. It's way too much. Oh,
1: you wouldn't teach. yeah? Like no.
0: it's too it's too much to teach on the day. I feel like it's more of an advanced skill in my personal it opinion. It is an advanced skill. Like I, I put it in my manual, but it's not something that we're going to focus on on the day. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I think that, that is – a big issue that people aren't going through the theory and you're right they're doing a disservice to their students
1: so let's go back to the pre-made and promade made handmade what are your thoughts about the cost like a lot of people say that they don't do use promades because they cost more mm. what what are your thoughts on how to mitigate those issues
0: i personally think in my in my i'm gonna talk about just my experience right i think that it is cheaper in the long run i definitely think it's cheaper in the long run i think it's better for your wrists i think it's better for your body and i know some people are gonna be like she's full of shit but i don't know if you've tried to do handmade fans for an extended period of time your wrists pay for it yeah they do so i think ergonomically it's better for your body but cost wise it works out way cheaper in the long run you're spending less time creating fans you're wasting less material trying to perfect these fans you're squeezing you're putting you're being able to service more clients in a day because it's taking you less time so you ultimately make, make more money because you're seeing more clients
1: yes it's taking you less time to complete a set yeah so you've got i know with my online store but like with yours do you sell more handmade vo- or pre-made volume trays
0: i definitely sell a lot more pre-made volume trays
1: yeah same yeah what what makes you so that's that's indicative of where the, the industry is going too, because people have a choice because you've obviously given them that choice on your website mm. so going off that we can only say that that's where the industry's heading as well because we can see it what's happening with our customers
0: yeah and i think that that's going back to the video that's what the suppliers were saying. We are looking at it from the numbers yeah. of what our sales are doing, and more artists are heading towards Promade fans. And they sell that Handmade volume mean, too. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to Handmade Fans. It just means a majority of the industry is going towards, and that's okay. It's okay that people and go to Promade we're,
1: we're small fries compared to these <laughs> people. They're making like 16 30, million, yeah, like, like dollar pound. Like that's 16 million pounds. pounds. Yeah, pounds. they're making like $30 million a year. Yeah, and they're saying that. Oh but they're wrong. Diana didn't you know they're wrong. We we're providing free <laughs> advertising for them on our page. <laughs> anyway. Where with um so for with you mentioned the cost wise, yeah. how pr- using pre mades or pro made isn't as cost I know the trays are a little bit more expensive but yeah. they do cost more because there's more labor time to create them I'm yeah. guessing
0: because we're mm. taking that labor out from you doing it to somebody else exactly. doing so it exactly so does
1: that mean like if you, I know you do really stylized gorgeous sets but if you were to do a basic not basic like a standard no top line no layering just a nice <laughs> clean promade made okay. volume set what, how long would that take you um
0: Okay, there's a lot of variables, but if you're ta- if you ask me like just normal, I would say like an on average hour and forty five minutes without wispy, without layering, but with a top line.
1: Okay, and how if you were to do that same styling handmade, how long would that take you?
0: Look, I know that there's a lot of people in the comments that said, oh, but like you know, it takes me an hour to do handmaids, but I don't know what your fans are looking like, but that would take me like three hours, three three and a half hours. Yeah. And I mean, you can tell, you can tell how, you can tell what the quality of work is because just because you hand make doesn't mean your sets are actually good. Like, no offense. But it's, that's why I think promades are really great for symmetry Mm -hmm. because they're literally the same fan right next to each other. And
1: do you believe that there should be a price differentiation between handmade volume and promades? No, I don't think so. When you charge your customers?
0: No, I don't personally think so because I think a lot of the technique when it comes to damaging lashes and Doing the styling, it comes from correct isolation and having the knowledge of styling. It doesn't matter whether you hand make them, whether you pro make them. If you have that knowledge of styling, you're going to be able to give great sets. Like I can do completely like I can do everything with promades.
1: So for people out there that are saying that they don't want to purchase promade trays because they're more expensive and don't want to pass that cost on to their clients because they, there's a, probably a belief that they should be cheaper than doing handmade volume. Is that a thing or not? Well, I think that if you're going to be in that situation and be
0: adamant about saving your customers a certain amount of money because you want to hand-make your fans, you're really not going to be maximising your profit. Yeah. That's just what I think in my honest opinion. But are you saying people who hand make their fans thinking that promades should cost less? Is that what you're trying to say? like yeah, promade i
1: think i put list. two things in yeah one. sorry <laughs> oh my sorry i'm new to this okay so okay so say promade trays cost more yeah so people are gonna generally some people might think that hey if they spend this much on a tray they're gonna make less money mm-hmm. because of the price they charge their client yeah whereas if they buy a handmade volume tray and charge their client the same price they're going to make more money. But you're not going to make more because you're literally going to be doing that same client for
0: three and a half hours when you could have done two clients in that time.
1: And your overheads don't change either. Exactly. So it's a so, moot point. It's really, yeah. I think that people just
0: say it and blurt it out because they see that a pro tray costs $30. But what they don't realize is it comes in single lengths. Yeah. It lasts, honestly, it lasts oh. me like between, depends on the length, but between five to seven clients a tray. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I, oh that's it. I did a client and now it's finished. It's not like that.
1: Yeah, if you get a, tra- <laughs> if you get a tray with like 500, four 500 even yeah. fans, you set yeah. for a while.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 1,000 fans, like I use 1,000 fans. Do you have the loose ones? Yeah, I use yeah, the loose okay. and the, I have the rapid yeah. ones as well. They last me, the 1,000 ones last me on average about six clients. So yeah. you're trying to tell me that I can service six clients from a $30 tray, but that's too expensive. That's a very good point. It doesn't make sense. And I think that people don't really think about that. They just think about, oh, it's $30. I don't want to pay $30. Okay, that's fine. But you're spending more time servicing each client when you could have literally fit in another client in that time and made an extra $150. Yeah. And that $30 tray would be nothing compared to that. Yeah. So it just really depends on what your perspective is in these types of situations. All
1: in all, taking into consideration the perspectives – It does not give anyone a reason to criticise and bully people for choosing to do something that they don't do Mm -hmm. within their business. That's all I have to say.
0: And I see it a lot more, from my experience, the people that actually used ProMades and PreMades on the video literally just didn't comment or they'd be like, love my ProMades or love your products or whatever. But it was the people who – and I really want to know why this is. So you're saying
1: it comes from a place of ignorance –
0: I don't know if it comes from a place of ignorance, but it just comes from a place of maybe, I don't know, but it was a lot of handmade artists that were coming out and being like, well, it'll never be me. Like, I think it's lazy. I think that it's too expensive. Hey, I, I never think thought that-
1: I'd be replacing point three millimeter classics with volume fans to begin with in in, in its entirety. <sighs> but <Yeah>. it happens. <laughs> yeah, I think that
0: a lot of people say these things without actually – and know this from – just talking to people a lot of people say that promades suck without ever ever trying them why do you think that the people that preached handmade volume are now selling promades
1: why that's true all the big brands like i saw one brands because they have to take back what they said
0: because they realize that the product is actually good now they have to backtrack i
1: saw an american brand a really big one i got emailed on their subscriber list and i've been for years they're like we've got a secret we're launching the next big thing i'm like what is it Your promades mate we've had them around <laughs> for a while now
0: i got the same thing for rapids were they rapids maybe we're talking about the same company
1: no they weren't rapids. the rapids are the strip ones yeah the they? ones on the strip now I, I saw the same thing as well they're they like we've
0: just in inno- it's an innovative product that yeah they've that's developed. It, innovative
1: it's like bro it we've uh, been using remember? them for a
0: while <laughs> but that actually the the thing that that shows and something that the video did not people didn't take from the video if america is just getting on the premades it shows that the product in australia is actually quite innovative like we they're just all getting into promades we've had promades around for years yeah do you know what i mean so i guess that's something that people just completely flew over their head in that video
1: look <laughs> if multi-million dollar businesses can come around and understand that they're not that bad i think small like solo lash artists mm. off you know their Instagram pages with a couple hundred followers don't need to be so abusive in the comments. Yeah. That's it. Just have an open mind that there's other things out there. And you know what? In a year or two or three or five years time, there could be something else that comes out. that'll Blitz promades. Yeah. There could be like a different type of adhesive. There could be, who knows there's always things coming out. Now there's like new, have you seen the eyelid, eyelid tape? No. So instead of using like micropore tape or whatever you use to like lift people's eyelids, there's actually like really, thin strip eyelid strips to like lift it really yeah it's a new thing That's so you get them on a clear pack like they, they come in a box yeah and they're all like on a they're all stuck on a clear purse oh so you just thing. take them off and just use yeah but them. they're tiny and they just uh. use them they're just like really delicate
0: yeah so Inst- everything's going towards like time there's all these out. new yeah. products
1: coming out all the yeah. time like i will
0: disclaim this by saying that promade's aren't for every artist
1: no but no, no, nothing but is for everyone. what we're
0: saying is that the negativity the abuse the putting other people down for choosing what's right for them is use not okay in, as,
1: or people that use it as a marketing ploy like, yeah we don't use we would never use pro yeah Just yeah don't like
0: i would never say never like i genuinely when i took my course i was like my trainer was like don't ever use promades don't ever use them they cause so much damage by the way promades don't cause damage it's your bad isolation that's causing damage Uh, there's been there was times where I was like I would never use promades as well just echoing whatever my trainer said to me but look at me now (laughs)
1: It's best when you just sit back and just watch what everyone else does yeah. and then come to you. Just like to absorb bits and pieces, take things with a grain of salt and just see what people are doing, yeah. what's working for them, what's not working for them. My biggest thing in business is watch what they do, not what they say. Mm. So I'm always looking at what everyone's doing and I've never, I don't think ever have like purposely and intentionally gone onto someone else's page and critique them or criticize them for what they're doing in yeah. their business i just think I, I don't have the time for it i don't have i've got better things to worry yeah. about and i just think if everyone just had that perspective of like oh that's what they're doing cool good yeah. job even if you don't agree with it you don't have to do it you're you don't have to implement it in your business do what works for you in saying that
0: i did get a, a lot of really beautiful comments as well oh, of, of people being like we just
1: like harping on the negatives here because <laughs> we're ruthless there was a lot of people that were like
0: oh like i use promades sometimes when like i'm having a bad lash day yeah. or i you know just fill them in or i have express sets or something like that love both my hairmaids and promades i love people like that it's just the fact when people come onto our page and then start to be negative about these types of things for absolutely no reason yeah no reason. There were a couple of comments where people were like, I would never use promades. And I'm like, that's good for you. No one's asking you to use promades. Like, this is just a prediction for majority of the lash community. You're obviously in the 10%. Actually, do you know what I think triggered a lot of people when um Julie was like, adapt or die?
1: <laughs> Who's that?
0: <laughs> Jamie's mum. Oh. was like, she was like... thing
1: evolves, doesn't it? And
0: you need to either mm. adapt or die. Exactly right. And that- but she's like, you know, it's like anything in, the, in any industry, you either adapt or die. Yeah, it's true. But like everyone was like,
1: that's not gonna be me like it's like the lash indi- it's like the lash industry is some big exception for no adaption into the rest of the world like we're just like this little community that's just like little gremlins in the yeah corner. i know oh my god anyways i think, I think we've summed everything up yeah if you've got any questions for us or want to discuss something else about pre-maids pro-maids handmaids yes we are open handmade. to conversation obviously I said "handmaid" again, thinking of *Handmaid's Tale*. Ah, like, uh, okay. yeah, it's yeah, the same word. Hand, <laughs> handmaid, yeah, handmaid. Okay, we're done. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back soon. Let us know what you think. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>